Your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, I'm Catherine, your host of this Variety Show podcast. Your positive imprint is transforming how we live today for a more sustainable tomorrow through education and information. Your own positive actions inspire change. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Visit my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, and learn more about the podcast and sign up for email updates. And thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, well, your favorite podcast platform. Music by the legendary and talented Chris Noll. Check out Chris and his awesome music at chrisnoll.com. C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E. Thank you again for listening and for your support of this podcast. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? Boris Belchev surrounds himself with nature and interesting people. He captures the natural world by focusing on the magic he finds in wildlife throughout Lithuania's wilderness. As a bird guide, he educates visitors on the life of birds, but also the declining numbers of bird species. It's not easy to become a certified birder and guide in Lithuania. Boris Belchev is transforming how we live today for a more sustainable tomorrow through education and information. And now, Boris Belchev shares his journey into the window to nature. Well, Boris... Belchev, it is so fabulous to have you here on the show, and you are out there in Lithuania, which is one of my spots that I visited, and I so much enjoyed Lithuania. Welcome to the show, Boris. Thank you, Catherine. It's really honor that I'm on your podcast. I listened to other shows from the beginning. I started from 2019, from the very beginning, so I need to catch up a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, really special, your podcast. Thank you so much. Well, it's awesome that you're here. You have so much that you're doing with your positive imprints. And of course, you're global as people come over to Lithuania and go birding. Lithuania is not where you are from. So let's back up a little bit, a few years, and go back to where you were born and what got you started first in photography. So I was born in Bulgaria in, in 85. So now it's almost 38 years. And 16 of them I spent in Lithuania. I actually was interested in nature from very beginning, but the photography was just something very far away <laughs> because uh, these technologies just were not so accessible in Eastern European countries. And I started first bird watching and volunteering for Bulgarian Society for Protecting of Birds, making common bird monitoring. I was counting the breeding birds in the graveyards of our town. <laughs> in part one, episode 199, Boris explains why he left Bulgaria and traveled to Alaska. It was to my surprise to hear that purchasing professional camera equipment is not so affordable or accessible in parts of Eastern Europe. What brought me to Alaska was the 
that I need to earn somehow money to, to buy my first phot photography equipment. I got a job of dishwasher. <laughs> I really want to speed up the process. I find another job, night shift, in one of the fast food chains. I managed to do my schedule this way that I have my day offs at the same time on both jobs. So I can go to the park and explore and practice with with my still old equipment until I got the new one. And in two months, I managed to earn the money I need and I have the chance to start learning to use the digital camera with, with longer lens. Boris's travels to Alaska opened a path in not just photography, but in ornithology and bird guiding. Boris has a love for the environment, animals, and he works hard to preserve and protect them. Boris's journey has many tales and different turns, but his dream is to educate you while trekking around Lithuania as your bird guide. Birds are started to be part of my life from very young, early age. It was my first memories, the bee eater colony that was just a few hundred meters from my grandparents' summer house in the village where we were spending most of our summers with them. Boris explains the requirements needed for getting himself on the world map as a bird guide in Lithuania. Okay, so when I was studying, I had quite a lot of time. My free time, I was investing in exploring Lithuania because it's really small country, almost twice smaller than Bulgaria. So I was networking with local birders and looking for the best spots for for bird watching, and even I was still coming back every summer to guide in Bulgaria. I was feeling that I I live here and I I need to to make something here. So this is the breaking point when I decide that I will stay here for for good <laughs> and I will start organizing my own tours because in Bulgaria I was working for a company and I was just their guide, but I always wanted to, to work for myself and do the, the way I feel that it's, it's the right way and decide how much cost my tours. And I saw that in Bulgaria, tourists uh, pay to the companies too much money for, for things that are really cheap. And I think that the bird watching should not be expensive it should be accessible for everyone when i finish university in lithuania i finish the regular guide courses that were available this time because there was no nature guide courses organized by any organization still and i start uh, dreaming and uh, to become full-time guide in, in lithuania and i start researching and find one platform called Birding Pal. Uh, it's based in USA and they have a website where you can find local guide. And I was still thinking about maybe I should come back to Bulgaria, but they have only one local guide for each country. And Bulgarian spot was already occupied, but I saw that Lithuania nobody registered as a professional local guide and i already have quite enough 
experience and explore enough good areas and I apply for this. It cost only ten dollars per per year. So it was a sign for me that I should stay here in Lithuania. And soon I registered there. I got my first guest. First one was from Spain and then I got some from Italy and Netherlands and even from US and slowly but steady I I like this job and I, I want to do it more so I moved to the area that I live at the moment and it's uh, River Delta it's one of the regional parks in Lithuania it's really exciting area because all the birds pass through here and staying staging here on their migration routes to Siberia and Scandinavia so this area have really good bird biodiversity and bird diversity in this area it's have been seen more than 320 species of birds which for Europe it's quite good numbers and I started my small company so now I local guide here and I live in a very small village on the biggest island of Lithuania, the island of Rusne. When I start advertising my tours, I should be certified guide, not just uh, somebody that thinks that uh, he's a guide. Uh, after a few years, there were established the first nature guide courses in the university and Koronian Spit National Park. They run the, this pilot project to make such nature guide courses with South Baltic countries, Germany and Lithuania. And I was really curious what what they gonna prepare with these guides. So even I already was working as a nature guide. Uh, I participate as a one of the students. So you never stop learning, and it's always enough uh, time to to be become better guide oh absolutely absolutely and now what are the bird populations like in lithuania as far as the migration do you have a lot of migratory birds or do they stay there year-round what is the birding population like as far as residents yeah so resident birds they are not a lot because Oh, our birds, even this that we see every day, they're swapping locations because we get some some of the same species individuals staying here in the winter, but our same species are moving southern. And if we speak only about the area that I live, there are about 200 breeding species that are breeding in the area, and all the rest are migratory birds that now with the climate change. Even it's a difficult topic, but also it's bringing really strange bird species, even so north to Lithuania. For example, this year we have some really odd species like desert wheat ear, which is normally found in North Africa. And it came to Baltic Sea and it was found by the local birders. And at the same time, we had King's Eider, that it's from Arctic tundra, and it's come in October to Lithuania, and we managed to, to see it. And, That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And during my tours, uh, we have also had some scientists. So uh, nice to 
to have such people and learn so so many things that even you're interested and really digging deep into the topic that you always learn new things for example i was telling all the season to my guest about one species of birds that breeds in the in the area it's called great reed warbler and the amazing migration that he is making to the to africa and that it's flying over the sahara desert and mediterranean sea five kilometers high even it's just like 25 40 grams like starling size and i even didn't know that the scientist that made this discovery was from lithuania and then i met him on my tour you have met so many different people on when you've been doing things in your lifetime isn't that amazing it's such a small world (laughs) yeah it's really incredible but but these birds this warbler that you're talking about it it amazes me that they can go the distance across the ocean and have survived however long this species has been around. And we need to sustain that. We have to be able to sustain these animals on the planet with our actions. And bird guiding is one way because you're bringing education And your website, of course, is another because you're educating people on the birds and the importance of them. So are there any laws against pesticides? Unfortunately, no. And it's one of these big impacts that that drops so much the population of the birds also. It's not only the loss of habitat, but I remember when I was starting birdwatching more seriously, we were on an expedition with an experienced ornithologist trying to find good spots for reintroduction of uh, and there is one of these it's actually the heaviest flying bird in europe great buster and they were exploring the historical habitats that it uh, used to live in and we found uh, one small bird that is called yellow wagtail and it was so eaten insects that were poisoned with pesticides and it was i was able to take it to my hand and it was barely standing on its legs we know all the pesticides are accumulating in organisms and it's usually the result of this poisoning it's that birds become infertile and they cannot sustain as a species no and and of course we have to bring in the reality of what's happening, people like you, Boris, who are bringing your positive imprints to the world platform are able, again, to bring that education and awareness. I I can't tell you how many people I have met that are unaware of what they're doing to the population of the wildlife, just even in their backyards. And with what they plant or the fertilizer, even the fertilizer, the chemical. I listened to a podcast, Susie Buttress from England, you were on that podcast, and that's where I found you, was your talk of some of the birds in Lithuania, and it was a fantastic discussion that Susie had with you. But another one that she had was with, I think his name is Dick, and he did some research and some studies and learned about the feces from the birds in the bird feeders 
he was doing the studies in his area, England, and found that bird population was dropping with one particular bird, especially because of the type of flu that the birds had and spread to each other through their feces because of the certain feeders that were in backyards. So he formulated, he he designed this new bird feeder so that the birds could eat their food and not be stepping in feces and then carrying disease with them. So, I mean, that's why we don't wear our shoes in the house because we go walking into public restrooms and your shoes get all sorts of junk on them. So they stay at the front mm. door. But anyway, so there's so much that still needs to be done in our world. And you are, number one, you became this environmentalist for wildlife. Listening to you, you are an activist as well in bringing awareness to the public with information that, that we need. And then you continue your photography so that you, again, education, awareness. And this has been so interesting. And one of the things that's interesting is hearing from somebody that is across the world from me, listening to your words of wisdom and where you want to bring our world as far as sustainability with regard to birds and bird awareness. And I thank you for that. So thank you so much. And I, I, I love meeting all the people around the world and learning so much about what everyone is doing with their positive imprints. So puppy. Yes. Waga. Come here. Oh, does he speak English? No, I, I just keep speaking English. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me show it to you. Yes. Here we go. Oh, hello there, sweetie. From the United States. Hello. I love you, little puppy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> so cute. She can be your next uh, guest <laughs> because she's a cancer survivor. Oh, she is. Yes. You know what? I would love to do one on that because there is so much happening in the world with regard to anim our domesticated animals and what we are doing for them to help them survive and what research and all the medicine that's out there. It's, it's incredible. Our dog is 18 and she survived cancer, but probably not the same way your dog did. Mine just had it removed and your dog probably went through a, a much longer process. So, and our other dog had yeah. diabetes and had two shots of insulin a day for 15 years. Boris is also an artist who uses his talent to educate us with the identification of birds through his drawings. I was doing this in my childhood, but after that, a lot of things came on the way. So I was not drawing for a long time. And now I'm drawing a bird a day for first 31 days. And today, Bert is a cormorant. I love the cormorant. I used to watch them in Alaska. So I, I love watching from where I lived, the cormorants as they warmed their their bodies when they spread their wings. It was so much fun. Yes, yes, yes. Cormorants and puffins were out my front door. Oh, So are, do you do these oil, pencil? Pencil, cover pencil. For now, it's just like a journal with some drawings, small drawings. Do you get loons on your lakes there? 
I live on five rivers, so we, we have two species of loons through our window, black-throated and uh, the arctic loon and the, and the red-throated loon. So the red-throated loon I have not seen. The arctic loon, we were up at the arctic, the arctic ocean, mm. and the ice was coming in and the arctic loon were there, and oh my gosh, it was so much fun watching them. and. They have that that striped neck, so detailed. I don't know why, but I call it David Bowie birds because of their style. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, the common loon, he the, that is probably my favorite, most favorite bird because mm. of its call. A, a really thrilling call to hear in the wild. It's almost like mm. listening to the wolf song. And, yes. And also the loon is very mysterious. Because you, mm. when they're calling and you're in a, in a canyon, it echoes and you don't know where it's coming from. It's just so, I don't know, for me it's a, it's a thrill to be out with, with any of the wildlife and, and spend time with we, them. We, we, we get them breeding on Iceland. It's the only place in Europe, even it's so far, but it's still Europe. So Iceland, it's the, where the tectonic plates of Europe and North America are connect, splitting. And I, I spent almost two weeks uh, in northern, northwest Iceland. And we have the common loans there. And the song in the, in the fjord, it's, it's just amazing. And you said that Iceland is a breeding area for the loon? Yes. I did not know that. Oh my gosh. I need to read up more on the animals that I come in contact with and learn more about them. I am thrilled that they have that breeding ground in Iceland because it's, it's it feels safe to me, the Icelandic waters. And there is one thing that I can recommend for you. It's a project of Ebert and uh, Cornell Lab Ornithology. They have this, all the birds of the world. It used to be a dream to have this all this book but they make it easier they make it online and because i a reviewer for lithuania on ebert i have access to the to the website and you can see there is all the all the text from the books it's inside and you have photos and videos of all the birds and also maps with uh, distribution and where they spending the winter and i still find it very exciting to find new things about birds that are here in Lithuania. And this this summer, even I, I knew that it's special warbler, but the greenish warbler, it's only few species in Lithuania that are breeding, but they are not going like all other birds to Africa, but they're going to Asia, to, to India and Pakistan to, to spend the winter. So this year I have a few guests that wanted to see these species and we managed to see it very well. Oh, that's that's fun when you have a goal and you reach that goal because the bird was, was there. Mm. That's awesome. And thank you for bringing up Cornell University because they are front runners, front leaders in getting information out there. I recently was contacted by the Cornell Street National Park. They opening like nature school 
It's our, it's like barrier reef, <laughs> but it's uh, dunes that are stopping the Baltic Sea and behind them it's the Coronian Lagoon. So they have their, this nature school and they can accommodate about 30 people. So we were thinking about making bird ID courses and also because I found drawing really involving for children. Uh, with adults, it's easy to grab their attention with some interesting facts, but with children, it was much more easier to, to involve them in, in learning the birds by drawing them. So it's taking their attention for longer and thinking about making these courses to teach children to make a nature journals for themselves and it's not not need to be just birds but everything what they can find and investigate explore discover to, to draw it in nature journal absolutely what a fabulous positive imprint and when they start drawing them you know they're going to have a couple of favorites thank you for sharing that well good luck with that program it is a fabulous one that you have engineered here and working with the locals there at the National Park in education and, and the, the coursework. Yeah. I will let you know when it started. Yeah, please do. Thank you, Boris. So, Boris, this has been so inspirational. I loved hearing your journey from Bulgaria to Alaska and how so many of your own dreams have come true as you researched and and traveled around looking for wildlife and found what you wanted, your dream in ornithology. You're now a bird guide, and thank you for the awareness that you are bringing to the world with regard to education and, of course, conservation and preservation of our bird populations. So we always end the show, Boris, with your last inspiring words. Yes. All my journeys and uh, exploration of bird life and everything, I think, think that it's my positive imprint. It's never stop dreaming and make your dreams come true. And yeah, I think this is one of my dreams that we managed to, to stop the biodiversity um, decreasing. And I wish one day I wake up and we just have zero extinct species, and I hope this will happen soon. Boris Belchev, I so much appreciate having you here on the show, and the best of luck to you in your endeavors there in Lithuania and all of your positive imprints. Thank you so much. Thank you once again for this opportunity, and I think it's already time to come back to Lithuania again for <laughs> a bird-watching tour. Thank you for that, Boris. And yes, it is time for me to head back to Lithuania. I would love to go on one of your guided trips and go find loons. Yeah, we have special one that I think we have one that must do. It's the our canoe bird watching tour. Oh, our, that would be fun. Our my friend Yanis, he's building the canoes himself, so they're masterpiece. Fabulous, Boris. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate you. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. To learn more about Boris Belchev, go to borisbelchev.com. B-O-R-I-S-B-E-L-C-H-E-V. You can also learn more about birds of the world by going to 
birdsoftheworld.org. And to find Boris in Lithuania as your bird guide, go to birdingpal.org. B-I-R-D-I-N-G-P-A-L. Thank you so much for joining me here with Boris over these last two weeks. I am enjoying bringing you guests who are transforming how we live today for a better tomorrow through education and information. Join me in April to learn more about Lomi, getting smart about your food waste. That will be on April 17th. Your positive imprint. What's your P.I.?